You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. I just want y'all to know that Shanice always puts off starting the episode to me. I think it sounds better when Jordan starts it I already it say, you're now tuning in. <laughs> like, don't make me start two times. I have flashbacks to episode one when I was like, <laughs> when I was like, hey, y'all. And yeah, like, I'm not trying to do that no more. So we have a special guest today. A returning guest. A returning guest. <laughs> Our favorite guest on the podcast ever. Okay. Introduce yourself. Hi, it's Peyton. Y'all know me. Um, <laughs> it's your girl. It's your girl, you know, from the gram. Um, D-E-E-O. Welcome, welcome yeah. back. Hi. We're so happy to We're have on you again. Time, yeah. As in, we had an episode last week. Now we had an episode this week. Ain't God good? Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> this is our third episode in March. I mean, in April. Look wow. at that! Wow. Yeah. We said we was gonna stick to it, and Except look at this us. Is, this is gonna drop May first, but either way, we here. We here. Okay. That's what matters. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start off with, um, I guess the mute R. Kelly thing. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of talked about it before, but, um, <clears throat> well, we talked about it before we got on air, but, um, Ava DuVernay and a, and a, pimple. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and a couple other people have come up with this hashtag of mute R. Kelly, mm-hmm. which I feel like it's time. About like, what are we waiting time. for? About We've been, time. he done peed on, peed on people. <laughs> he got a sex cult. He <laughs> married Aaliyah when she was 13 or, or 15 or 14. <laughs> Okay. Not legal, basically. Not legal. Like, he been like little kids. Like, so many women of color have come out and spoken out against R. Kelly, but yet y'all still in the club jamming Two-stepping. to his pee-warm-ass music. Yeah. And you know what's sad is that, like, I heard recently people trying to say, like, you have to detach the artistry from the person. Um... Especially like this whole stuff of Kanye coming out or whatever, but it's like at the same time, if you support R. Kelly, you go to his concert right now. If you, you know, buy a ticket to a show right now, you're supporting his lifestyle. Right. This pedophilic, twisted lifestyle, and that's not to discount that his old music wasn't good because it absolutely was. However, you buy that concert ticket today, you feeding the cult. Right, and we just learned from a verified source (laughs) (laughs) that celebrities and everyone they already know what r kelly been doing like when he goes on tour like he'll have these girls traveling with him Mm -hmm. like a like a brothel on wheels and have like other celebrities like when he's in their cities like go into the the tour buses and stuff yeah some real weird shit y'all sick and twisted Mm -mm. but moving on from filth yeah um bill cosby Damn, we went from bad to bad. So our good old brother Bill, well, not good, and not really our brother. So this is so sad. Oh gosh, our old friend Bill. (laughs) It's not looking good for Bill. No, it's not. I mean, listen. My thing is, no matter how good, great the genius, messed up is messed up. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and I just. I mean, how big the fire is may be exaggerated. But I mean, honestly, you got to look at the patterns. Like, I agree with the whole thing about, like, no matter how great the legend, you know, you can't 
dismiss what they do in their private life. But why is it always our legends? You know, why is it always the people that we as African-American or people of color look up to and who have built, paved a way in a sense for us, you know, that are always put in these positions? Yeah. You know, the thing is, I don't think Michael Jackson. Michael think, Jackson. But the thing is, no, nobody ever ostracized Michael Jackson like that. That he is got, a lie. Yes, they did. But the thing is like this, if, if Michael Jackson was alive now, it would have gone down way differently than it did in the early 2000s because there was a trial and there were still thousands of people outside that courthouse like free Michael Jackson and he walked away. If that shit happened now, Michael Jackson would have been underneath the jail. But not even agree. not even that it was a tri- a trial, like just the fact that he was accused of it. I mean, you know, it's like they want was they the don't want any black that nigga was messing with people's kids. No, 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 no. Was that he was really? he was, no, no. He Yo, was not. I, um, this is the this is the thing with the first accusation that came up, he paid them off or whatever, the family off and moved on. Then the second accusation came up and he decided to go to trial. That's what happened. But my and thing is if I'm not guilty, guilty, I'm not paying anybody off. But at the end of the day, you go he had Yo, to you're Michael Jackson. You got all the lawyers in the world, you got all the money, you got well more money than they can afford for a lawyer. You can shut that shit down. Down. But think about Michael Jackson. Like, think of the person that he's portrayed to be. You really think he would have wanted to go through a trial, go through all that, have his name dragged through the mud as it was before. I'm not admitting fault, though. To me, that's admitting fault. If I feel like if I pay you off, that's me saying, all right, let's shit. I don't want to get to go any further. Let's just nip this in the bud. Who, I mean, I'm a lazy who? person. I'd rather pay somebody. Hello. I'm not worried about my I name. I would rather pay Because my thing is, if I But believe, your name is but, tarnished. No, but, but here's the thing. If, if my brother, let's say it was like my brother, right? Mm-hmm. And someone said Thomas raped them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to say, Thomas, let's just give them the money and go on about our business. It ain't even like that. Listen, no, people are not going to think my brother's a rapist. If he really didn't do the shit, I'm going to fight Jordan, this shit. But at the end of the day... This system is a flawed system. I understand that. But, but, also, not, but this is also the thing. If somebody, if somebody raped your child, right? Somebody molested your child, mm-hmm. you're going to take a settlement... From Ooh, them, you're gonna take some money. It. No, from but, them, but that's the rather than that's, that's having but, your child what they did to your Jordan child James, to justice. No, but not. I'm gonna make sure his ass is underneath the jail. Honestly, we probably wouldn't even have to take it out to court. Not my family. We ain't gotta worry about that. So that's that. But <laughs> here we go. I can't speak on what nobody else did. Here I'm just saying, go. if Michael Jackson, if I felt that I didn't do that shit, I'm not gonna agree to give somebody money to keep him quiet. No, I'm gonna I'm clear my name. I feel like it might have just been like the easy way out, and he might have felt like, okay, this is what they're coming after. At the, <laughs> this is what they're coming after. So let me give you give you right. what you want and like move on. Anytime I, I ever heard a man to pay somebody off, they was admitting guilt. Jay Z was cheating on Beyonce. He paid that girl off. He admitted guilt. He didn't say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna defend my name. She ain't gonna take me down like this. It ain't happening that way. I'm um, you know I'm gonna I'm just brush this under the rug. But we were we were um talking earlier about the woman who um who lied on Emmett Till about her admitting that she lied she on Emmett Till in two thousand and exactly and that's where where I'm going back to what what about our legends why is it always our legends that these things are happening to they, we got Charlie Sheen that's his name Charlie Sheen right mm-hmm. he out here giving, giving people, people AIDS, AIDS. Yeah. that's definitely against the law. That's that's definitely mm-hmm. premeditated. You could you should actually go to jail for mm-hmm. that. But I haven't seen him in any trials. I haven't seen him underneath anybody's jail. That's because it's there still um, America with three Ks. Like that's and, why. And that's my point. Um, Felicia Rashad put out like a statement that I was like looking at where she was saying that um, she feels like it's regardless of. 
the whole situation. It's an attack on the legend. That's what they're after, his legacy. They don't care about everything that's happened. They want to take down his legacy. Now they're pulling the Cosby show. Now they're pulling these shows off of certain channels. They want to make it so that this person who was held up and looked at and inspired people is now like the dirt underneath people's feet or a joke mm-hmm. which and he has turned into even to like push it a little further because in my sisters like in schools now they're teaching about slavery but they're putting a little twist on it that i wasn't taught like and i think on the shade room it was like um on the in the work it said list three positive things about slavery that's not new though that's a scary thing the thing is social media makes this stuff relevant but that stuff isn't new because I can remember, I can definitely remember. I mean, granted, I've never been taught anything that crazy, but also I got taken out of the school system that I was in up until fourth grade. So my experience post like fifth grade till I graduated was much different. But I remember like being exposed to some really sh- weird shit where I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's right. But white people have always made it their point to make something seem like their shit wasn't that bad. Right. They're trying to whitewash they, history. They been, you know, the, our textbooks were written by white people to paint themselves in the best light. Yeah. Hello. It's always been like that. Right. I, it's funny because when I first moved into my place, no shade because I love my place. Um, So <laughs> the owner, he was talking to me. He's like a very educated white man. Um, he know he's very knowledgeable. He lived in Africa for many, many years. Um, So he comes to me and he's like, oh, so, you know, like... I feel like black people are always so angry about slavery and things like that. But, you know, it's it's really Africans' fault that Africans were enslaved because a lot of them were, like, selling Africans into slavery. I hate that for argument. white, You know, to white people. Like, they were selling them. So I'm like, okay, so you're saying every single black person that was ever enslaved was, was sold from another black person is what you're saying pretty much because we're like, gonna, pretty much that's yeah. not that i hate that argument because civilizations had slavery well before the um slave trade but it wasn't characterized by color it, like, was it, not, wasn't, it wasn't until whole, it wasn't yeah. until columbus the, came and right. he's the one who made it about um like the whole like um the white man's burden and manifest destiny. He's the one that made it like we're going to take these black people and clean them up, mm-hmm. gave them civilization because before that black people were all over the world yeah. living comfortable lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until people like Christopher Columbus literally made it about color. Right. And mm-hmm. trying to justify the way that he they utilized those slaves. Right. right. Because slavery is a com- was a very common thing. Where do you think indentured servants came from? Right. right. And and even back to like Egypt and Jerusalem, like all yeah. those old time movies they all As had, much as they want to use the Bible to justify mm-hmm. things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how they use it to justify. Right. But anyhow. Super long tangent. Into Bill Cosby. Um <laughs> let's talk about Easter Ray real quick. I'm gonna yeah, let's talk about Issa Rae. So y'all know the whole thing that's going on with her right now. Basically, in her book that she wrote in like 2015, she basically said um, on the social totem pole, black women are at the bottom, especially if you're like dating, and like Asian men are at the bottom, right? And she was like, well, since nobody want black women and Asian men, y'all should, we should get together then. That's what she basically <laughs> said. Because I distinctly remember being, because the thing is to love a black girl and to want to be with a black girl is on trend right now. Everybody's mm. trying to be with a black girl. And I'm not saying people weren't trying to be with black girls before, but I distinctly remember being in like middle school and hearing somebody say like I was cute, like they wanted to date me cuz I didn't look black. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Can because I- I'm black and but the thing is people were like 
wanting to be with girls who didn't look black. It was a thing. No, that's your. I went to a predominantly white high school. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? All the. I'm trying to be, you know, politically correct. Yeah. Predominantly white high school. I kid you not. Like, I don't. I didn't really talk to anybody. Like, I never really dated anybody in that high school. I never had a connection. Like, nobody ever like looked at you know me and my friends as like the sexy or nothing. Those type of girls. We were just the black girls. But now everybody wants a black girl. Let me screenshot my DMs because. <laughs> All the same people, haha, black girl this, black girl this, is the same ones like, wow, you look good. You're so wow, beautiful. Could we go out? Wow, could we- and the thing is, like, it should be that way. Black men should love black women. No, that shouldn't be a phase. No, and it it's wasn't not a, black no, men, white men. No, not a phase, though. I'm not saying it should be a phase. I'm saying is that should be the standard. Why wouldn't a black man love the, you know, the same thing he came from? Why wouldn't you look at another black woman and be like, damn, she's beautiful. He's colonized. As opposed to being like, oh, she's too black. She looks too black. I need to talk to her. Or this girl looks Spanish, so I'm going to date her. Like, I'm not saying every man before now did that, but it was a trend. Right. There's it was a, a phase. It was a fad to not be with girls who looked black. But right. That was- and that's, there's a difference between like a preference, because I don't want people to confuse what you're saying. There's a difference between a preference and then also like specifically selecting females based on how they look and then dogging the other one because that's not your preference quote unquote when i was in vegas for my 21st birthday my friends were like this is like the second night so i'm like exhausted i'm like ready to go and my bow wow was there and he had like a vip section and like the the boy from america's next top model so my friends like they go into the vip and you know my friends they're like spanish or whatever so then my other friend she's like my skin complexion she goes and he's like oh only light-skinned girls that's real I was just watching Iyanla. I was like, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I was like, just, that's ridiculous. so crazy. No, it's real because I was just watching Iyanla and I'm very conflicted about her too. I only watched it because I was watching very Own conflicted and then it came about her. Regardless of the fact, she, they were talking about like, there was like this, oh, it was like the episode with Hazel E, or whatever. And how, basically how she was like picked on by brown skin girls when she was younger. So she has a complex, complex. She said she loves all black women, but she just lashes out on brown skin women when they lash out at her. She don't know how to like rein it in. Mm-hmm. And they brought on different like brown skin and dark skin girls. I mean, and light skin girls to talk about like your experiences. And this one white uh, light skin girl was like, she's a famous actress and I'm sad. I can't think of her name. But she was basically like, she was out with her friends and they were, you know, invited into, it was like a award show party, after party. And they were invited and um, her connect is, how, is what got her there. And it was like three light skin girls and three brown skin girls. And they got to the gate and he was like, oh, only y'all that's talking to the light-skinned girls. And she was like, that's not cool. Like, if they can't come, nobody's coming. And he was like, well, that's up to y'all. So she made up an excuse. She didn't tell her friends that's what he said because she felt like she like had to protect them from that. Which I could understand that because that's fucked up. You would never want to come to your friends and be like, girl, they said you're too dark. Sorry, we can't go. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like a real, that's a real thing. And that's oh. why And that's why I was pissed off that all these black guys on Instagram were making and um, Twitter are making this huge deal. Like, Issa Rae didn't say, I only love Asian dudes. That's not what she said. She was right. like, since y'all want to dog us, and right. since y'all dog them, maybe the two people that get dogged should right. do their own thing. And that's not what she said she prefers either. So people see a snippet it or something joke, and take though. it so far. Yeah. I mean, she had a valid point, whether it was a joke or not. Yeah. No, she, she does. I, and being a dark-skinned girl, I definitely know the challenges. Like, People automatically, like, if you're not, like, on point, like, people think you're hit, people think you're, you know, 
like the bottom, like the like last. Like you have to pick. prove yourself first. Yeah, That's not yeah. fair. Yeah, you have to prove that you have money. You have to prove that you could talk with sense. Like you have to prove that you're not ratchet. Like there's so many hurdles you have to go over just to be like in. But then you get in and it's like all those people are fucking weirdos. Like Yeah. I'd rather hang out with the girl with a missing toe, the one with the missing teeth. I'm I'll hang out with all disabled people <laughs> before I go around a group of people who want you there just because <laughs> your skin color is what's popping right now. Boy bye. Wow. Well But just real quick, I just want to clean this up. Woman. She wasn't saying like <laughs> we don't like disabled people. She was just saying I'm just saying, no, because it came off like, I'd rather hang with disabled people before I hang with those weirdos. I just don't want anybody to take that, a sound bite and take it left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely didn't mean that. I actually have all types of friends. Yeah. I just want y'all to know that's not what she meant. Absolutely. But go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, being a woman of like chocolate complexion. You're not. I I definitely understand the struggle, but that's all I wanted to say. You're, she's actually light skin for the record, but okay. Moving on. Yeah. On the affirmation for today. Well, do you have any more news? We don't need to talk about that. Okay. Um, I received clarity today. Yeah, I saw it on a tweet today, and I was just like, I identify. Sometimes we think we overthink things. Yeah. So God sends us a sign and we like, oh, that's not the sign he said. I'm, that's not. God, if you really meant to send another sign, you know, it's like, no, he sent you the sign the first time. Yeah. Like, be very clear. Game. It was clear. God, and I, I'm reading Charlemagne's book and he said, God's not loud. The devil's loud. God whispers and you got to mm. be open to hearing it. Right. Mm. So I just pray for clarity that I received it the first time and I'm not distracted by. Right. All those, the those things where you'd be like, oh, I. He didn't really mean that. Like, mm-hmm. let me try again. God said one more sign because that wasn't it. That's me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be like, nah, that, nah, that wasn't the sign. I know that wasn't the sign. No. No. It would have been more visible. <laughs> it yeah. would have been super it clear. Been super clear. I'm that was not a clear, little God. foggy. Send it again. All right. Um, the unbossed this week. Oh, let me pull this up. I was prepared, but then. I was not. You know, we started the episode and I started having fun. All right. It's <laughs> the unbossed this week is the nude blog. And you know what? I'm, I don't want to butcher her name. So I'm just going to follow her. I'm going to tell y'all to follow her on Instagram. It's at the nude blog. And let me tell y'all what she's about. She's a super cute girl. She's actually from my hometown, Columbus, Ohio. But it says her blog is designed to provide fine-tuned perspectives about self-love, the body for wellness, and internal reflection. So y'all know Goddess Culture is all about loving on ourselves and manifesting our best lives. Um, And she's very similar to us, but a different platform. We blog as like a secondary. I can't even say a secondary. It's like the third thing on the totem pole. Um, But her main um, outlet is blogging. So if you want to um, follow someone else who has all the self-care and the wellness and the health tips... And the cute events in Columbus, if y'all out there. I think she travels to other places, too. I'm pretty sure I just saw her say something about being in Atlanta. But either way, it's um, Nude stands for Naked Uncut Daily um, Empowerment. So super cute. Follow her, thenudeblog.org. Yep. Nah, that sounds dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the Nude Blog Gorge. That's her at name on Instagram. Yeah, so make sure you guys follow her. Yep. Her page is super cute, too. Can you scoot this? 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so today is an episode where we're not going to get super deep. I mean, it might get there, but I mean, that's not the intention. It's a it's a fun episode because we're tired and we don't want to think too hard. So I pulled up some questions from Table Topics and I also made some up on my own. So let's start with... Let's start with... <laughs> what did you get into trouble for the most when you were a child? Fighting. Your siblings or people? Everybody. <laughs> Nobody was left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. I was always ready, but now I'm not that person, so... You changed your life. Growth. You have changed your life. What about Definitely. you, Ben? Hmm. Come back to me, because I got to think on it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Mine was for not being a snitch, surprisingly enough. Like... You of know course, your you siblings have to be like something cool. No, that's not cool. That is cool. No, I got abused this one time. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> so, not abused. I, my mom, you know, she ain't abused me. It was over the top, but I wasn't abused. So, this one time, my stepsister's grandparents sent us like this box full of toys for Christmas. My mom was like, okay, y'all can open the stuff. Don't open the cotton candy machine. Because my mom wanted to like help us make it, you know? So we call her. She's like, nah, she's at work. It's a summer, It's not the summertime. It's a winter break. She's like, don't open the cotton candy machine. So my stepsister's like, come on, let's open it. We'll just put all the stuff back. So she opens this shit, forgets to put the charger back in the box. So we go on our whole day. My mom's excited when she gets home. Let's open the cotton candy machine. She pulls out all the stuff, reading the instructions. She's like, where's the charger? Of course, I'm like, I don't know. We didn't touch the box. I don't even know how, you know, did it come with it one? And they forgot to put one in there? So she goes in our room. Lo and behold, it's in our room on the floor. So she's like, who opened the cotton candy machine? I'm like, I don't know who opened the cotton candy machine. <laughs> My stepsister obviously is like, I don't know who opened the cotton candy She's like, okay, since nobody knows, we're going to figure this out. So they made us run up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. And this was back in the days where kids still got whoopings. And um, so because we wouldn't tell, they like made us run up and down the stairs like four times. They made us stop. Like, does anybody want to tell? So I'm like, nah. So, cool. We both get a whooping. Then they, like, run up and down the stairs again. So, I'm like, bitch, tell them. <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you. Tell them. Right? So, this went on for, like, two more rounds. Then it got to a point where the, I did snitch this time. I was like, you know, dry snitch. I'm like, Erica, tell them who opened the cotton candy machine. Because I'm tired of getting whooping. <laughs> right. But it was, like, stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't tell. So, then everybody got in trouble. Mm. So, yeah. I gave you enough time. Yeah, that was, that was a good amount. Okay. So, the thing I used to get in trouble for the most is, like, being extra. So, <laughs> you know me, I'm real extra. But, like, okay, so for the first few years of my life, like, my dad didn't believe in, like, beatings. So, I didn't ever get beatings when I was, like, a baby baby. Um, and so, my mom was just like, yeah, you tried it. <laughs> she, you're actually bad. So, I started getting <laughs> But my, mom, <laughs> but my mom is the type of person, like, she don't beat you, like, in the private. She won't beat you in front of everybody, right? Oh, God. And I used to get embarrassed. So, what I would do, like, anytime my mom would hit me is, like, if, even if she, like, hit me real soft, I would, like, fall out and do, like, a backflip and sprawl over the floor <laughs> so that everybody start laughing. And then they laughing at me, but they not, I'm, it's not embarrassing because I'm controlling it. <laughs> Manipulative little kid. Exactly. I was Bad manipulative because y'all was not about to embarrass me in front of all my friends. So my mom would, like, smack me. And my mom's like, she loved to, like, smack me, punch me. My mom would not be so, don't, 
I love my mom. She <laughs> but like she always backhands me, smack me, all that. So right. whenever she smacked me, I would like fall out, do a backflip, turn around on the floor, spin around, and everybody be look like laughing, and then I would feel better about it. And then she would pick me up, drag me in the room, and beat me because I was playing. <laughs> at that point, if you don't at beat me, point, at least do it in private. Yeah, mm-hmm. like right. then she got to take me in the room. So. That's funny. Yeah, that's why I got in trouble for it. <laughs> all right, next question. Those bad kids. Um, what alcohol gave you the your worst hangover? And what was the situation that got you messed up like that? Ooh. Damn. Okay, I, I know some. Okay, so remember that time we went to the lobby? Oh, <laughs> no. my, those blue LITs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, if you ever want to go to, like, a club where you ain't ever going to have to pay for drinks or ever have to talk to a man because, like, don't none of them do speak English. So, like, they, <laughs> <laughs> they be like, can I go? No, I'm... But like they literally be in there. Brian, you drink, you don't know what they saying. All you gotta do is smile. And we went there one night and they was just sending me drinks, sending me drinks. Next thing I knew I was outside in front of Banana King, like just um, throwing up everywhere. Couldn't even walk by myself. Yeah, I don't mm. know what liquor was in it, but everything, everything's in LIT. Well, That's true about go. the lobby though. Like if you wanna go out and get a lot of drinks. But be careful because they be drugging people there. I'm not going to say oh, who. Well, I don't know who be drugging people, <laughs> but I know somebody who got drugged. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, But you should be careful wherever you go mm-hmm. to mm. watch their drinks. Um, I think for me, it's always been Henny. Mm. Henny is like not fun. You know, it's like the brown tears of like an animal or something. <laughs> I really don't enjoy drinking honey, but I feel like all my friends they're so hood, so that's all they order. And <laughs> and yeah, that's Jordan's favorite drink. No, it's not my favorite. VSOP. But you gotta get VSOP. That's the thing. You was probably drinking regular honey. That's that's lighter fluid. VSOP. It's smooth. Henny is honey. Regular honey. No, it's not. Henny, are y'all serious? Y'all not out Jenny all from the suits. block. Oh well, we know you are. <laughs> I'm not. I'm one by proxy. I'm really not. I just know somebody who is. Now she's a a henny comic. Right. No, Got it. Like, no, by proxy. Yes, OP. By proxy. I'm not. Now she came with show. Oh. Yeah. What was yours? Mine. Um, it was junior year. Me and my roommate had a bad day, and I had just received like this bottle of Patron. And we decided, we said we're going to take two shots each. Two shots turned into the bottle. And I don't even like tequila like that unless it's in a margarita. I love tequila. I love tequila as well. Oh tequila just, it's, that's all, it's, it's my, it's like your henny. It's like henny for me. I just c- cannot. I don't, and it got to a point, like, you know when you've been drinking so much, you don't taste it anymore? Yeah. It was that situation. And the next day, oh my gosh, Jaleesa wanted me to go to the mall with her. To to freaking Garden State, biggest shit to find a Halloween costume. Mm. Which I had to sleep in the in the dressing room. I <laughs> couldn't even do it. I slept the whole car ride there. You know, it's only fifteen minutes from Seton Hall. Hmm. Like my body couldn't handle it. I just couldn't do it. it Not tequila. a whole bottle. But I love me some Patron. Yeah, I overestimated I my abilities that day. Definitely. Okay, this is a nice one. This is a wholesome one. What holiday tradition would you pass to your children? Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I was just having this conversation with Tiffany and I was like, I feel like because I'm like so mixed and I'm the first 
um, generation in America. Yeah, I'm the first generation of my family in America. I feel like the next person I date or like whoever I have kids with or whatever, my kids aren't going to have like the full Trinidadian experience like I have mm. because I don't know how to cook. I don't, I barely know how to speak. Like <laughs> I'm on the cusp of like, you know, keeping up with our traditions, like, like the way we celebrate Christmas, like the music we play to everything is like really Trinidadian. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to really like learn now how to do all that stuff. So I could pass it on to my kids because I think it's important. And then like Tiffany was like, she she's African, so she has her own culture as well. But she like doesn't think it's a big deal. Like she thinks like, you know, if they learn it, they learn it. If they don't, they don't. But like for me, it's like really important because like I feel like that's all the things that made me who I am. Mm-hmm. So to say all that, to say like I want, I think all of the like family traditions and stuff are important. Like. To know all your family's traditions, to know all your grandma's recipes, to to understand if you speak a different language or you, if you don't. Like, to understand the language, like, all these things is, like, important, as really important. So, you know, you guys, make sure y'all learn your family's history because... And don't do ancestry DNA because they're stealing our identity and trying to duplicate us. Yes. Okay? I was definitely going to do that. No. They're yeah. taking African-American DNAs and they're... Telling you things that you probably already know. Like, I know we're from Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm Trinidadian, you know. Right. But maybe you're a full American, so you really don't know, I guess. Exactly. But, like, you send your DNA to this lab and they test it on other people's DNA and send it back to you. That doesn't sound, like, weird. I never thought of it like I that. I mean, whether you go through, like, an Ancestry.com or, like, go through, like, a private service, they still do it the same way. But to your point, I mean, it is but they could be hard. Once I'm skeptical they... about what they do with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But to Peyton's point, like, I didn't have that luxury of knowing. Right. You know? Exactly. The most I know is like a plantation in North Carolina that my a part of my dad's family came from, but that's as far back as I know. I know, but you don't know what they're doing with your DNA after they say they depo- dispose of it. That's true. They could you know. be saving it and harvesting it and try to duplicate you or. Put plant your once you put your DNA. You know the guy, the Garden State Killer, mm-hmm. the one who they just arrested, who like murdered like fifteen to twenty women, like from like nineteen like eighties, yeah, the seventies to like eighties or something. The way they found his DNA was because someone in his family did ancestry DNA, and it was linked to like being related to the Garden State Killer. And he's like seventy eight, and they that's just arrested they him. That's why they found that. Yeah, well, that's what they said on the radio. That don't even make sense because... Who on what? Power? Or hot? Who said that? Charlamagne? I don't know. It wasn't... I listened to this podcast. It wasn't either. I listened to this podcast called My Favorite Murder. It's way less sadistic than it sounds. It, it, it's not as crazy Who's as it sounds. podcast? Um, it's these two girls, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hartstark. They basically like chronicle... Like each episode is about two murderers. And some of them have been solved, some of them haven't, but it doesn't glorify the people who do the crimes. It basically, like, talks about, like, the survivors or, like, empowers the people who went through it. I love that, because I love ID Channel. Yeah. Oh, you would really like this. It's a true crime. There's a few true crime ones I could pass you away if you want. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, they spent, they, like, did an episode on him, and then they go to, um, when they do a tour, and every city that they're in, they pick a murderer, like, from that place. Mm-hmm. And where was it? California? Yeah. 
they're from California too. So it was like a big thing when they did it. And like a couple of days ago, they dropped an episode about, it was a couple of days ago. When did they find him? On Friday? Yeah. Like within this week. Yeah. Or was it, no, today's Monday. It was like Friday or something or sometime real soon, real close. So they were talking about it. They It definitely was DNA that they found, but I didn't know where they got it from. Yeah. But yeah. But it's so interesting to think what they do with your DNA. Now you're making me scared. You know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't have time for this. So am I. I don't got the time. But I'm sure you can. I mean, granted, you'd have to be very rich in order to do this. But you know, like, when you have a child, you can get, like, the amniotic fluid tested to see if the baby will have any deformities or any diseases or anything like that. How much does that cost? Oh, it's expensive as fuck. But I'm saying, like, (laughs) you'd have to have a lot of money to do all this. But um, I'm sure you could go to a doctor or, like, a private genealogist. But that's also for when, you know... We're making fake. <laughs> right. All right. What's your holiday tradition? Because we... Derailed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your holiday tradition you want to pass to your kids? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like Christmas. I actually don't like Christmas at all. Um, <laughs> at all. I think it's extremely expensive and extensive and all these things. But, like, um, since, like, my mom remarried and stuff like that, we would always open our presents at 12 Mm a.m. instead of waiting until Christmas Day because it's just easier that way. And we will always sit down. We always do um, stocking stuffers. And we do it in rotation and, like, we share, like, the thank yous and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get to see each person open it up before we get, like, all the other family involved. It's, like, kind of your immediate family. Mm -hmm. I think I would definitely continue that because it's, like, interpersonal type of thing. And it's just from the people that raised you, Mm kind of. I don't know. It's just, like, that closeness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, I don't like Christmas, so <laughs> my kid might not have a Christmas, but <laughs> just anything that has to do with family. I'm really big on like getting together, especially since I'm far away from my family now. I love being able to see them for any occasion, you know, just being able to spend time with them and, you know, see their face, love up on them a little bit. So that's what I definitely would pass on. That's and nice. that's important. Yeah. Super important. Mine would be Christmas too. But specifically, like, in my family, you open a gift, like, the night before Christmas. So, like, we did, what we did was, like, we went over to my grandmother's house, all the cousins, like, so my mom and her her kids and her sister's kids, like, my mm-hmm. cousins and stuff will all come over. We do stuff like make cookies or whatever. That's the standard. That's not the part that I really care about. But we open a present the night before, which is always pajamas, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why every year I thought, like, ooh, what is it about to be? And, like, <laughs> all, until I was, like, 20, mm-hmm. it was always pajamas. I don't know why. I mean, I'm probably, like, around high school, I realized that it's never going to change. <laughs> but it was so fun because we get, like, matching PJs and, like, it was just cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, everybody would, like, we'd open up the, the pajamas, everybody would get in the shower, then we all, like, stay up to, like, wee hours in the morning in our cute little pajamas. Um... So I would say that aspect of Christmas because I feel like people aren't family oriented that much anymore. People, mm-hmm. And especially these kids nowadays, they don't care about nothing. Yeah. They don't care about themselves. So it's impossible for them to care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think having like a close relationship with, with my immediate family, my cousins, my aunts, my grandparents, my uncles and aunts, whatever. It helped my, at least I feel like in my family, like we value people places and things you know what i'm saying these kids out here taking all type of drugs and just shooting everybody up like 
Mm-hmm. They ain't have nobody to beat them up, to get them, you know, <laughs> give them some common sense. Like, they ain't have nobody to pick on them to help them realize there's people out here tougher than you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not to say I want my kids to be beating each other up, but the point is the mm-hmm. family influence. So I'll say that's one thing. I mean, that's it. That's it. If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one. Real quick, because I just looked it up. So, yeah, they did um, use the DNA from a a website like Ancestry DNA. And Mm -hmm. I think this one is called Genealogical Service. So they said that um, they basically figured out his age, what he would like be like at this age. And they narrowed down their search based on where he lived and the likeness of like the sketches from the victims. And then they put his DNA through that and it bounced off like someone in his family. Isn't it crazy? How did they have his DNA? Like how did they well, if he, get a hold of it? The thing is too, if he, that's why I was confused if it was like his or someone else's because mm-hmm. if you commit a crime, even if they don't know who you are, they have your DNA, it gets put into a system. That way, if you commit another crime mm. and they're able to identify you, right. they know that it can be linked back to a it was, past crime. They collected right. it on a discarded item. and But um, representatives from 23andMe and mm-hmm. Ancestry.com, two of the well-known services, said Thursday they were not involved in the case. Mm. But the investigation aren't there. letting out who... Which company was, was, you know, but that's interesting, you know, God forbid somebody in your family did something and all it took was you just putting your DNA in their system and now your brother, uncle got caught, caught up in some, some next shit. And not to say that, you know, if they did that shit, then they should, you know, go to jail. But like, I, I'm not your judge, juror or any of that shit. So I would just be careful, hesitant, mm. as some might say. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, last question. If you could be on any TV show, past or present, what would it be? Sam. Um, 200% mine would be a different world. I love a different mine world. Mine would be a different world. Only if I could be Whitley. <laughs> At least they have to remove Whitley. I have to be not surprised. <laughs> not surprised. Are you serious? Mm, you will be Whitley. I will be Whitley. I will be Whitley all day. Too. All Don't day I will be Whitley. Actually, gorgeous sure. one. <laughs> gorgeous. Gorgeous one. Right. That is me. I'm definitely Whitley. Yeah. But I love that show. Mm-hmm. I binge watched it like three times. Me too. I never got through the last season though, cause that'd be be a lot. I feel like. My heart. I don't think it's no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel like I would be in Black Panther because, you know, two of my boyfriends are already <laughs> in Black Panther. So I might as well, you know, join the cast. Wait, who? Michael B. Jordan and who? T'Challa. Okay. Okay. Shashala. You know what I like That's about him? It's his swag. Like, yeah. he's not showy. He's not. <laughs> Did you see so him in the last pictures? He's he just like. like <laughs> he was basically like, but he was like, I don't. People was making all these memes like, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> like when Wakanda, I want to go. Wakanda wow. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's Wakanda sometimes, I was dead. Yeah. I like his aura. Me He's too. He's so chill and adult like. Michael He's B. So Jordan sexy. still lives with his parents. I don't get that. Listen, live with him. Yeah, I'm not living with. I'm Listen. not living with my mom as a 30-something-year-old woman having people in and, in, in and up out of my together. house. That's a cultural thing. 
He's regular black, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's regular black. Right? He's regular black. He nigga black. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Pretty much. But he is fine as hell. I actually am. I don't find him that attractive. Mm, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know what it is about them damn gold teeth. I don't like him on everybody. But he started talking. I was like. Gold teeth? Yeah, he had grills in the, in the movie. I actually haven't seen it yet, so... Oh, God. Don't say that on air. <laughs> Beep. Beep. I haven't seen Got it yet. Got to go. Seriously, you know? your black car revolt. <laughs> What's your show, Peyton? Um, let's see. Okay, so I have two. I'm very indecisive, so, you know, it's very hard But you're also an actress, so you have more insight. Mm, okay. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> That might not be, <laughs> um, but you know it'll be two two shows, Steve. So I just have to pick the two. All right, the first one would be Insecure, right? Mm. I would be on Insecure. I actually love Issa Rae, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like her life is my life. My life is her life, and you we do just some awkward twine. shit sometimes. I'm I'm actually the original awkward black girl. I was born that way. I'm fine with You'd it. You be farting like high school encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I could spell really well? Like, Honestly, how is this gonna help me get to know you right now? I literally no, I literally like look at that show and I'm just like, was this made for me or Broken did person. she like? She must have known me when she wrote you, this because you wrote that song, B. <laughs> that was me. Like, you know, I used to be a rapper maybe back in my day. Maybe it's so. bad enough. Right. That was definitely <laughs> broken like, pussy. <laughs> that's something I would do. Yo, um, funny. The other show I would be on. Ooh, it was gonna be all that, but I would prefer it to be a cartoon. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, any '90s cartoon. Yeah. I would be on that. I used to be I just, obsessed with Rugrats. I used to be too. And then I watched it as an adult and I realized like it doesn't make sense. It never made sense as an adult. Yeah, they missions was bogus. Yeah, like it wasn't. It just wasn't. Oh, Daria. Mm. That's exactly what show out. That's the cartoon. I would be on Daria. I could see that too. Yes. Another awkward girl. I could see that too. See? Yeah, she was Me. very like. Bland. I feel like I could live After my life After Stop like the came on what? Nick at Night? Was it Nick at Night? Yeah, it only came on Nick at Night. I yeah. actually have an Amazon box, so I could watch it all the time. I was watching it yesterday, but... It's on Prime? Great, I have Prime. Yeah, so... How about you? I have your Prime. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. Wait, what was it's that? our Prime. What was that one thing we were talking about, about, like, marriage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll do that after Shinny's answer. I did already. She oh, answered Oh, you did. I'm sorry. She be Okay, okay, what do we say? <laughs> Okay, I didn't write it down, so answering the 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 difference between being married and in a relationship or something. No, no, we um, were like, why why we don't or do want to get married, and then I said that I don't because I don't want to answer to somebody, and then you guys were like combating that you don't have to answer to somebody, (laughs) and I was like, you're wrong. But just so everyone's on the same page as us, I feel like marriage shouldn't be something that's forced. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I shouldn't have to threaten somebody with the idea of marrying me. Like it should. If it does happen, natural. And secondly, like, shit can't change for me because I don't want to like, report to anybody. I don't want to have my shit be timed when I do things. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. I want it to be, like, super natural. Like, if it's not natural, then it ain't right. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. 
Well, I was talking to like one of my roommates because most of them are older than me and one of them is divorced now. And she was telling me, um, like we were just talking about relationships in general and they brought up the idea that when you're actually trying to be in a relationship with someone, it's actually supposed to be in preparation for marriage. That's technically like... Yeah. What is and I never thought of it like that. I was just like, wow, is that really what people are doing these days? Like, no, are we really not what like, doing. yeah? Because I've never actually gotten to a relationship like, With yeah, this is the person I want to like. I'm trying to build towards marriage, but when you do, I guess when you do like think of it that way, it wouldn't change because what you're doing now is setting that foundation for mm-hmm. the marriage that you'll have in the future with that person. Yeah, but there's something about that piece of paper that people sign that got people thinking they own you, like. You know, but you know, I think a person that's gonna act like that after marriage is gonna he's gonna exhibit some type of signs, signs like before. that prior to. But even know? the words within marriage, like it says, like, oh no, I'm writing my own vows. Yeah, like, uh, do you take this person? Like you, like I get it to death or whatever, but like he's like you put all this pressure on the man that he needs to support you and build this foundation right. for you and like all these people are looking to him to make sure you know you guys don't fail mm-hmm. and that's the pressure that usually make these men crumble is because you put in all this added pressure now we got to have a baby now i got to work full time now i got to do this because those were the gender roles i mean i'm not i'm not really a big supporter of those type of things anyways like mm-hmm. i'm very like relationship should be a partnership yeah it's it's definitely very similar to a business transaction where we both need to be putting in the same amount of work to make this stand up the way it needs to the generation before us though like not my parents but like my parents parents my grandma would have my grandpa's food on the table before he even take off his shoes like that type of clockwork like Hmm. If, like, if you're in the kitchen, like, if you're a woman, you're supposed to be in the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. that's how they were, like, raised. Like, mm-hmm. that's all they know. So, like, like older people would be like, you know, oh, your daughter is so, like, a waste gal, which is, like, mm-hmm. somebody who don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you're really working on your career and stuff like that. That's like me. Like, I don't have time to learn these recipes, but they are important to me and I do want to learn them, but, but that's, that's not, not my part. that's not the only thing you're focusing yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that doesn't determine if I'm going to be a good wife or not to me. Mm-hmm. But to other people, they'll be like, you don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, I do clean, but you don't cater to your husband. You don't do all these things. Then what, what's your purpose? And I feel like that's why I don't want to yeah. push marriage. I mean, I've been... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to like, like a very successful relationship that I've seen is my great grandparents, right? So like, granted, I was young. They passed before I graduated high school. My grandmother passed my senior year. My grandfather passed my freshman year or junior freshman year, the summer before my junior, my sophomore year. So I'm sure there are pieces of their relationship that I'm not 100% clear on, you mm-hmm. know, but I do what I do remember about them was that my grandfather was the one who cooked. Mm, mm-hmm. He was the one that when my grandma got home from work, there was dinner ready for us. You know what I'm saying? Like after when I came home after school down the block, he's the one who he's the one who picked me up from school. Mm-hmm. Picked me and my brother up from school. Um when my grandmother got breast cancer, she was the one that was like, All right, cool, this this will be gone in a minute. Don't worry about it. We're good. And she was I'm mean, not to say that he wasn't strong, because I'm sure he had to have been to support, you know, her. But I always remember, like, she was the one who, like, 
was the head of the household. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was very much involved, but he also wasn't like, well, she got to clean and cook and where's my, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like a, she serves him. Because mm-hmm. I have a hard time with that word, serve. Mm. I have a hard time with that. Right. My thing is, my thing mm-hmm. is, if, if my thing is, even if even if we're going to include the word serve, it should go both ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be one sided. It shouldn't be I do everything for you so you can have the necessary tools to be out here being the breadwinner. You don't gotta be that. Mm-hmm. We can do that together. Yeah, I mean, I was what I was gonna say is like I was privileged, and I say privileged um, to come from a very different. I guess family dynamic because I grew up in a house like where my grandmother, she wasn't married. She was married. She's been married before. Mm -hmm. She's been married a few times actually. But like growing up, she was never married. She was never in a relationship. She was living her life. She was taking care of her children. She was doing what she needed to do for herself. My aunts have been the same. My mom was the same. My mom was Mm -hmm. married three times. So like they, it's never been like a dynamic where there was another person needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Same. a very important thing to understand when you are thinking about marriage and thinking about building your future. It's not something a person, an extra person isn't needed to build this future. Mm-hmm. It's simply sometimes something that helps support at mm-hmm. times. It should be a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've always looked at relationships and marriage. That's funny that you say that because this, this conversation didn't come up with marriage. But I remember like when I first started dating... My mom was basically like, don't be impressed by anything any boy can get you. Because if you want it bad enough, you can get it yourself. You can come to me. I can give it to you. Like, there's nothing that he has that you can't get on your own. Right. There's nothing that he can do for you that you can't do for yourself. So don't be impressed by that type of stuff. Right. So I think in relationships, like, I've never been the type of girl that's like, this is derailing from our main topic, but that's fine. I've never <laughs> been the type of girl that's like, I want him to buy me stuff. I want right. him to take me places. I want him, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff is nice. And regardless if I've asked for it or not, because I ha- I don't ask for t- stuff like that, mm-hmm. it still happens. But I know at the end of the day, I don't need that. And it doesn't validate me or the relationship, right. you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's very I never true. held that type of life. That's why I think when it comes to marriage for me, it's like, I don't need you to do nothing for me. Let's do right. this shit together. Let's We're supposed it. to be building together. Exactly. I don't need you to make all the money because what happens when you don't, ha- when you, something happens to you. And you're not here. What I'm going to do. And that's kind of, I feel like that's why I have this, like, very equal standard Mm -hmm. as far as, like, dating, marriage, relationships, Mm -hmm. period. It's just, like, it needs to be equal. Mm -hmm. It needs to be equal on all fronts. And that's not just the, like, oh, you know, like, equal with this, but you should be doing this. Like, no, no, no. no, no. no. I I don't play that. I don't play that either. I'm, like, literally every single thing. Mm -hmm. You could pay sometimes. I could pay sometimes. Mm -hmm. You could cook sometimes. I could cook sometimes. You could clean sometimes. I can clean sometimes. That's why, to your point, Shanice, when we were saying, like, this is the type of like if they're going to exhibit that type of behavior where they're clocking you they're going to be doing that before y'all get married because if you roll into it where y'all both doing y'all's own thing or supporting the dream together mm-hmm. it's not going to be you know by the time you get married that it's just going to be what y'all's doing before with a ring and besides it's a lot of people who answer the people and, and are you watching <laughs> right i was like what the hell oh my gosh <laughs> that's disrespectful big. right but like it's a lot of people that's who right. are answering the people and they not married so at that point that's true yeah. at that point some people with like no that. plans of putting a ring on nothing and some people <laughs> like that some people feel more comfortable in situations where I'm there's sorry. some type of control and I some type of nobody's 25 year girlfriend i'm just <laughs> i know people like that like, i mean and I think I it works for do. some people don't get me wrong i'm not knocking that because there's some people who just don't want to be married but why 
That's y'all's business. I don't know. I don't want to want. I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. No. I feel like I'm on the fence of marriage. Like I don't really see the the big hoopla. I think my it's thing with marriage decision. is like it's not like to me it's not a business transaction, but it's you confirming to like our family and to us and out loud out of your mouth because shit's not real until you say it that. This is where you want to be. And this is where you like plan to be. And this is who you've been committed to. Men are too shaky, I feel like. Like, they'll use the excuse that like it's easier to get out when you're not married. And I'm not saying I want it to be hard for you to leave, because this mm-hmm. is not where you want to be. I ain't gonna make this hard for you. At least mm-hmm. this is 24-year-old me talking now. Right. I'm not gonna make it hard for you. I don't wanna I don't want anybody to be with me if you don't want to be with me. But right. at the end of the day, with men, I think they're certain like they, they think they think stupid, some of them. And they think like <laughs> there's stuff I would do with my girlfriend that I would never do with my, my wife. wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I pray to God I'm not with a man who thinks like that, but we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short to temptations of our flesh. And I would just hope that if that's the type of man that God puts me with, hope not, but if that's the type of man now, we get to the point where he's like, nah, she's my wife now. I can't be doing that type of shit. If that's what he needs to make that shit right, I just, I just don't want there to be... There needs to be black and white. This is the type of stuff that's not okay. This is the type of stuff I'm cool with. I don't want you to be playing the line because we're not married. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are a lot of men out here who look at you as single until you're married. Like, yeah. oh, you got a boyfriend? That don't matter. You single until you're married. Like, if you're not officially, officially attached, you're still single. Yeah, and they and they be and they be married but and single, be, and that's a scary that's thing. That's different, but that's scary as shit too. Like, mm-hmm. and marriage is really nothing. Uh-huh. You're only bound bound by law in the U.S. You could go to. That's why these men, mm-hmm. not all Africans, but some of the people that I know, like this African guy, he has two wives in Africa, and then he has a wife here. One of my and you can have a wife in Europe. One of my mom's best friends, like she was married to this guy. I'm telling all my people, it doesn't matter. She she was married to this guy. They're no longer married, but he was married to her in the U S. and he was originally from Germany. He had a wife over there, and he had kids. Like he had a daughter, and he would go over there like on summers, spend time with his family, spend the summer there, and then come back here. And you know, but he could support Dumb, both. But y'all of them. know there was men in the U.S. that's doing that. Y'all yeah. wonder why people's grandparents ain't get a divorce, so they ain't get alone. They were sleeping in two separate beds. Just because they ain't get a divorce, don't mean it was they. You, you know, I didn't learn that till now. You know, when you're when you, when people's moms and dads got siblings that's months younger than Separated. them. Yeah, that's that. That's that stuff. Listen, I I know my grand my grandparents literally grew up in a time. My great grandparents grew up in a time where. Divorce wasn't a thing. You don't do hmm. that. I mean, people did it, but right. it's, it's not but the it norm. Yeah. And that trickled down to like their kids. Like mm-hmm. my grandfather, he would never. Me, on the other hand, you doing some shit I can't get. I'm not funky with that. Nah, it ain't working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I also don't want it to. But I also know that when I get married, like I'm yeah, taking yeah. this shit so serious. Like I would love to be like, oh, we're not getting a divorce. But people don't get divorced on their first problem. It'd be like their 10th thing that no, they that's try true, to work but, but that's also knowing you got to know your worth and you got to know when to walk away. So why I'm, waste a gajillion dollars on a wedding? <laughs> but that's the thing. People to get divorced. Because a lot of people don't think about what happens after the wedding. You got to be tactful with who you marry. And the, people get all so soup for the wedding. Married? Y'all might as well just be in a long-term relationship. But the, And the thing is, 
I think marriage doesn't have as much stain as it did once upon a time. Like marriage right. used to be a big thing where I like agree. you commit, this is the person you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. Most of the time, a lot of the time, people when they get married, they know if something goes wrong, there's always divorce. There's always ways to get out of it. Like and it'll be fine. There are plenty of divorced people out here living their life. Yeah. So it's like I don't care okay. what marriage means to popular culture though. I mean, because I'm because I'm not rocking that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I would never get married to somebody if my first thought is, "Oh, if this don't work out, we get a divorce." You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be something astronomical. I think for me. I mean, I'm sure it's not their first thought, but you got to think if you have the knowledge of that. Like I'm not signing a prenup because I feel like you're already telling me if this oh, shit we're don't signing work. A prenup. I'm not signing one because that to what me that looks that feels too. like I'm looking towards the end, and that's just a little. You gotta protect yourself at any Girl, cost. You always have to protect yourself. You, you do, never know but the thing is, if I'm come. but if I'm in a relationship with somebody, and my and everything that I have, I built with him, and everything he has, he's built with me. I don't ever want us to get to a point where we're counting where we're counting pennies. I'm not mm-hmm. saying don't be smart. I'm not saying don't have your accounts on the side. He can have that. He can have knowledge of that's what I'm doing. I'm not saying don't protect yourself, but I'm not comfortable with like already looking towards the end you know if you have your accounts on the side he still get a piece of that if y'all divorce right. like everything that if you, know, you making if more money than loans, him that's always do the but, but you know that's if you have a prenup or not if you marry a man right now and you're not mm-hmm. in debt it, depend, it depends on what's in the con the if y'all in your prenup yeah yeah but if you get married to somebody who's in a financial deficit if they're mm-hmm. garnishing their funds the moment y'all get married they're pulling from you too I mean, it protects yeah, the but, assets mm-hmm. a prenup I mean, granted, there are multiple different pre- yeah. prenups, you know what I'm saying? But a prenup generally protects your liquid assets, right? Right. That's not to say, and that is, uh, that's a stipulation that's created between you, your attorney. There's probably going to be a, a thing in there. Yeah, but you, huh? You just hit that. I know. Like you, your attorney, your husband, or where have you. But marriage is it's it's a real thing that you're no longer one person. You're no longer an individual. Yeah, like I've seen it one. I've seen it like personal, not I haven't been married obviously. But my mom has a friend and my aunt has a friend where the that those niggas credit was poo-poo. And the moment they were trying to get loans or student loans out the ass, defaulted payments, the moment they got married, their debt became theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you got to know who you marrying before you do. That's why you listen. You got to clean up them finances, but check. also clean up them finances before you get married. That should be a goal anyway. That's true, but also you don't want to leave the marriage broke. Mm. After you pay for a lawyer and you pay for an attorney, if you don't have a, a what you call it, uh, what you call it, what are we talking about? A prenup. A prenup. If you don't have a prenup, <laughs> if you don't have a prenup, then. All your shit is gone, especially if you make more. It's over for you. And God forbid you in a like a third trimester Tristan situation where you out here pregnant. And he out here just wilding. Wilding. If a nigga's dead, um, nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, I guess we'll just go to fresh face. Or do you, do you have to take care of yourself for this week? Um, what did I do this week? You do fresh face first because I got to think about what I did. Okay, so what I did for myself this week, um, I got a foot massage today. It was great. And I got my lashes done, which cost $100, which I want to return, but they're attached to my face, so I can't. And for fresh face, um, so a lot of people have been asking me what foundations I use or what do I recommend. Not really a lot of people, just two. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided that I might as well just share it with everyone. Mm-hmm. So my new 
go-to foundation right now is the NARS Radiant Longwear Foundation. It's new com- in comparison to their lightweight one, which isn't full coverage. This one is more of a full coverage. And I use Dark 4, and I think it's hazelnut. I'm not sure. And it's in like a slender little bottle. I usually get it at the NARS store, but you could get it at Sephora. And yeah, it's really full coverage. I think I use a color corrector by like by like right above my mouth. I think I have like an invisible mustache that has like a shadow, <laughs> but there's no hair there. So I don't know. But like it blends so perfectly with my skin and I come out like real like roasted, like roasted chocolate. Like it's real glistening. The sun hits it right. And you really don't even need much after that. But you know. If you're like me, you'd be like, I'm going to just put a little foundation. And then you just walk out with a a full beat face. Every single day. So, yeah, you could could definitely end up like that. But I recommend it. It's $49 American dollars. So, that is USD. Mm -hmm. So, it is a little steep. (laughs) It's USD. Um, But, yeah, I use a good two and a half to three pumps. So, yeah, I recommend it. Have you guys tried it? Negative. Negative. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have not. Well, yeah. 40, Ever since five, I got my face clear, nine, I really just don't American even put dolls. anything on my face. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm working mm-hmm. towards that. I want to be like fresh face, pee all summer. Yeah. Fresh That's the lifestyle skin. I live. I, I was out all weekend. I didn't put a lick of makeup on nothing. I put some lips, lip gloss on. Mm-hmm. How did I take care of myself this week? Um, I bought books. That's what I did. I'm a nerd. So I went to Amazon Books on my lunch break. Bought three books, then bought two more books online. And I went into Moleskin and bought a new notebook. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Taking care of yourself in any way you can, girlfriend. Heard it. Well, we just want to thank Peyton D.O.P. for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure. You're a light that fills the room. Oh. In amazing ways. Keep it coming. coming. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for always being our spontaneous guest. Yeah, because I was like, I hear two voices in my living room. (laughs) My mom was like, what is all that noise? Of course. So, yeah. Anytime. You know, I love you guys. You know, I'm just around. I'm at the corner. I'm at the street. You're like just a tad bit annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. We love you. And yeah. shout out to Jordy for always being the best co-host ever. You know, rewind to the I beginning try. and hear her voice again. Do not. Because <laughs> the first 20 You're episodes are You're now tuning trash. into. <laughs> and yeah, it's a wrap.